Hi everyone, this is the Jade Marissa podcast and this is episode 9. I'm here talking to you from Thailand about the good, bad and ugly in combat sports and pop culture. And I'm here today with Matt Lucas. He is a commentator for Max Muay Thai, a Muay Thai journalist, fighter and book author. Hey, Jade, how are you? Thanks for inviting me on the show. Thank you very much for coming here. I'm excited. So, Matt, so I I said you're, yeah, a commentator for Max Muay Thai, a Muay Thai journalist, and an author. Is there anything else? Or a fighter as well? Yeah, I'm more in the tuk-tuk stages of my fight career, so... (laughs) What does that mean? This is like more, you know... Here and there. Here and there, recreational... I'm a little overweight, so I don't want people to think I'm that serious of a fighter. Okay, but how many fights have you had now? Um, in total, I've had about thirty or so. That's a lot. That's yeah, a lot. so That's quite a lot. I I did um, interclubs or smokers back in America, amateur fights, like semi-pro fights, and I've had thirteen fights out here. I fought earlier this year, but the, I'm not. I never really fought at super high stakes. Right. You know, just so, for the fun of it. Yeah, just for the fun of it. And I, at one point, I was more serious about it. And that's how I got into uh, working as a journalist and sort of commentating and other things. But mm-hmm. I never really made it that much. Um, where in the States are you from? Um, so I was originally born in upstate New York, but I spent a long time in Oakland, which is by San Francisco. And you were doing Muay Thai there? Yeah, so I was doing Muay Thai at a Fairtex spinoff called Pacific Rank Sports. Oh, okay. Um, so originally Fairtex went to Arizona in 1993, Chandler, Arizona. Wow. And then it moved to San Francisco with Alex Gong, uh, Ganyel, Jonksonon, and a few others. And then from there, the Thai guys sort of split off. Mm-hmm. And Ganyel moved to Pacific Ring Sports. Um, and prior to Ganyal, it was uh, Coke. So okay, yeah. I trained with Coke for a long time, along with the gym owner, Mike Regner. Are all those guys still in the States? Yeah, so now Coke is right. training, uh, is teaching out Redwood Muay Thai. Ganyal is still at Pacific Ring Sports. Jonksonon has his own gym, Wooden Man. Um, Called Wooden Man? Yeah, Wooden, that's his nickname out. Oh. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, i too young. Too young. <laughs> Too young. You're making me feel old. <laughs> Am I that much older than you? Well, you're talking about 1993 when they went there. Well, I wasn't. I just know that. Uh, how I old wasn't. Are you? I'm not going to say. <laughs> Wait, well, how old do you think I am? I know you're older than me. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. No, I'm 37. Oh, wow. I yeah. think we've talked about this before, how too. Happy? I can't remember. Maybe I just wanted you to say Wait, it how old phone. are you? I'm almost 27. Uh, a whole decade. Yeah, it's like uh, a different generation. It is, but it's good, you know, because like we have our both of our different opinions and experiences in the Muay Thai field. Also, like, you know, me more based in England with that history and mm-hmm. you with the States. Yeah. So that's good. It's interesting. I remember when I went to California and they have Cruz Santi there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's still a lot, a lot of ties over there, actually. Malibu yeah. is still there. Uh-huh. He, he has a gym, I think now, one of his students, Manny Mancha, has a gym. Of course, David Hugh, Hoy, oh, Huey yeah. has yeah. Uh, Muay, Thai America. Muay Thai America, where you went, yeah. correct? And now there's about a dozen or so Muay Thai gyms in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a lot. 
Yeah, Los Angeles doesn't have as much of a traditional Thai background because they didn't have a fair tax like entity, but they still have a lot of good roots in Muay Thai and yeah. here in Thailand. I mean, LA is so big though, so yeah, yeah they're definitely scattered around there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when did you come to Thailand? Um, so my first trip to Thailand was probably in 2007 or so. Oh, so just your first trip? Yeah, my first trip. Okay, first time ever. And I came and I trained and fought. I trained Ingram. Oh, all right. So I was there. I fought at Tepperisit Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, in Pattaya. In Pattaya. Whoa. This was when Fairtex sponsored the gym too. So it was a long time ago. Fairtex sponsored Ingram Gym. No, Fairtex sponsored Tepperisit oh, Stadium. At, at the time, like a lot of the foreigners uh, fought there. That was like the go-to place really? for foreigners to fight. Um, so I fought there. I went back to the States. I kept fighting, came back out. I fought at Raja Demnon, um, out of Ingram gym. I went home, I came back. Um, and then I went home and I came back and I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot back and forth. And okay. then I came and stayed. And that was, uh, what made your decision to come and live in Thailand? Um, well, a couple of things I didn't really want to stay in America that much anymore. It's boring. Uh, Oakland and San Francisco were getting priced out. Right. Because of the tech Yeah, boom. San Francisco is very expensive. Yeah, it's very, there. very expensive. Basically the same prices as Japan, Tokyo, oh, wow. or New York City. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it was boring. That's Not, what I was Boring. Like, it was boring in America. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I moved b- to Thailand. America, boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I had fun Not there. Not really. But, I mean, but you were, like, vacationing. like I was studying. Yeah, for a few months. A year. Well, I was supposed 12 to be, is a few, I was supposed right? to be there two years, but I missed home. Yeah, see? <laughs> because America might be a little boring. And also, no, not because of that, because... I miss my gym. I miss Muay Thai. I just miss my life in Thailand. Okay, that's a good reason why I moved out. I moved out for Muay Thai. Okay, that's great. How was Ingram Gym? Um, Ingram was very good for me at the time um, because the owner, Suzuki, is very, very disciplined. Japanese style. Japanese style. Very disciplined. I really, really liked it. He had a good structure to it. Um, so it was really good for me in a lot of ways. Um, I tried out a few other gyms at the time, um, and I did not like them. Oh, um, really? I felt like the training wasn't hard enough. It wasn't structured enough. I've never um, been to Ingram Gym. I've, I've passed it a lot. It's right on Rama 4, yeah. Toi, But, um, yeah, I always know of it as, like, the Japanese yeah. Thai gym. And, so, and I also like the Japanese um, students and sort of influence because the Japanese are pretty, they're pretty humble. They're hardworking. Mm. You know, they're not lazy. Yeah. So that's, those are good stable mates to be around. I agree. I do agree. They're probably a lot more punctual as well than their Thai peers. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Is there any like Thai champions or Thai fighters there at the time? Um, Yeah, they had a guy, Dao, Dao Singh, who is uh, Raja Demnun ranked. They also had Saga Pet, who's now a trainer down at Sitsong, uh, at Revolution Gym in Phuket. Right. Um, so uh, Suzuki, I think, was one of the first ones to introduce 
with Cow to K1 as well. Wow. I don't, I can't remember exactly what the deal was, but I remember him having had some sort of hand. It's strange because he's not really around the Muay Thai scene so much. Yeah. I'm, I haven't talked to him in a while. I, he had one of his fighters at Max a bit ago. Um, and I, you know, we just chatted very briefly, but. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, who were your favorite fighters then and now? Then being. Then being whenever, like yeah, whenever. Fighter, favorite fighter, favorite Muay Thai fighter in history, yeah. the golden era, who was not fighting. Yeah. I mean, it, I think. Anyone? Um, I think like at different time periods, I like different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like them for different reasons. I like Jonksonon a lot. Um, I know him as a person. Mm-hmm. He's really fun. He's a really good cook. <laughs> not that bad. A lot, of, a lot of Muay Thai fighters are really good cooks, though. I've, I've, I'm not sure that's true. Really? The ones that always come by my gym, they're always in the kitchen cooking. Oh, really? But mostly it's like bakapao, like oh, yeah. uh, fried meat with like a chili and basil yeah. or something. I don't know about that. <laughs> but Jongsanan does a lot of fusion food. So yeah, I like that. Master chef. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I liked him as a golden era fighter. Um, I like Lama Moon or Sumali a lot as well. Um, moving forward... Um, I liked Cow back in the early K1 days. Mm-hmm. I'm not so much of a fan of him now. I yeah. feel like his fights aren't competitive. Uh, it's more yes. of a show. Uh, yes. <laughs> which I understand. You know, that's sort of a progression in a career. And also, yeah, he has to keep up his name. He can't yeah. um, sabotage himself anyway. So that means losing mm-hmm. fights. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he built an empire for himself. At this point, he needs to be protecting his empire and capitalizing on yeah, it. Yeah, like he was supposed to fight with Yasin Klai. Yeah, why? Like, I wouldn't do that if I was Bukau. Yeah, well, he didn't. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. I yeah. mean, obviously, Yasin Klai is in a different position, and he's chosen a different bit of a career path for himself where he's like, I fight anyone. Yeah. And I find I respect that more. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but even he, after having knee surgery yeah. and being moved around China and here and there, yeah. but you know that does not always mean that you're the best businessman or you're making the most money. But well, Cal is just an exception, though. He's yeah. uh, very lucky. Well, I think he he's lucky. He's also smart as well. Um, getting good management, really capitalizing on his career. Yeah. Um, like he's a good fighter. But he is not Thailand's best fighter. Agree. Totally you know, agree. like, if you look even recently, he fought um, Luis Passos yeah. for All-Star Fight. Yeah. And um, he beat up Luis. Luis was a very game. But it wasn't a knockout, though. It wasn't a knockout. So and then at the next All-Star Fight, his stablemate, Superbon Bonchemek, murked. Lewis. Okay, but the reason for that... Are you going to defend Lewis? Yeah, I am because I know the story. Oh, okay. They told Lewis about the fight mm-hmm. maybe a couple of months before. They just mentioned it to him mm-hmm. and got him training. And then after that, they went silent until maybe a week before. And they still hadn't bought his fl- his ticket to fly over to Thailand. Well, so there's Spookhouse Superior Management. Yeah, just, a f- <laughs> just a few days out before the fight, then they finally got him a flight. Maybe it was like... And he arrived in Thailand the day before the weigh-in. Yeah. 
then had to weigh in the day after, obviously, and then go to fight. So, yeah, you're not in the best condition mentally mm-hmm. and physically. Yeah, so, in terms of climate and sleep. So many yeah. of it. like And stress as well. If like you're waiting for one of the biggest fights of your life and then the manager is not even sending you the flight ticket... Yeah. I mean, th- those are totally understandable counterpoints. Yeah, but there's a lot I of still, things people don't know, yeah. you know, behind the scenes. There's so yeah. much. I still think Superbon is a better fighter. Than Bukau. Than Bukau. Yeah, I kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not really that controversial of an opinion then. Yeah, I think If so. both of us agree. Yeah, because, I mean, Superbon, he fights anyone at the moment. And obviously we know that Bukau is being catered. You know, he's, he has his selected opponents. opponents. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's a bit of the game. It is a bit of the game. Um, changes in the industry whilst in Thailand. Whilst you, your, well, your, your time in being in Thailand, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so something you've talked about before is um, promotions coming and going. A lot. A, a lot. I mean, I've been here three and a half years. Uh, you've listed off some of them, Superfy, uh, MX, was gone and it came back. Um, uh, Max has changed its format from a, a weekly show to daily. Uh, there's been all sorts of changes. PPTV. PPTV. Also, is, yeah, that, that used to have fights on PPTV. Uh, and then, um, what, what else? Uh, Muay Thai Angels. Muay Thai Angels was, I mean, that was, it was good, but it was very hit or miss or scheduling was, oh, it was really really bad really terrible really unorganized they were in a lot of debt yeah womp womp <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was there what fights that have been and gone yeah you said super muay thai yeah. also um super champ which we just discussed earlier like yeah they're still going on they're newer but they've changed the purse from for the fighters from it started off around twenty thousand baht or eighteen thousand baht, and then it went to fifteen, and mm. then now it's at twelve, and that's exactly the same route that um, Super Ma- Super Muay Thai did as well. Yeah. It started off at a good purse, and then it went lower and lower and lower. I mean, but you see this generally as an industry trend as well. A lot of promotions will start off very strong and then sort of wither. I don't think they plan it very well long term. Yeah. I agree. That's a lot of time. That's yeah. a very time mentality. They don't really plan things long term in a lot of things. But you also look <laughs> at some of the other more, more international promotions or promotions in America. Yeah. Uh, the same thing has happened. Like, for instance, Lion Fight. Yeah. They started off very, very strong, flying in international fighters. To some extent, they still do. Um, and then for a while, they were in pretty big economic trouble or that's what it appeared like at least oh they lost their tv license they lost their tv license um they've switched sponsorships um so these are sort of natural things that happen in the industry um i don't think it's necessarily cause for alarm it's just oh company a is going down company b is coming up Company C is at least right in the, the states, though they can they're able to sell pay per view and tickets. Whereas in Thailand, it's a little bit of a different story with that. Yeah, I mean, I think Thailand is a totally different economy as yes. well because no one in Thailand will pay to go see a fight. Yes, it is a fight saturated country, so why pay to go see anything? Totally agree, and I think that was a. A big issue of one championship as well. Like they're struggling with that, and also struggling with finding a Thai 
fan base mm-hmm. because you know in Singapore they promote their fighters or around Asia they promote their fighters as heroes mm-hmm. and I don't think that really can ride well in Thailand. Yeah, I think you know it's just different difficult because they have different cultures they're trying to connect and different storylines work better in different cultures but they're trying to do an overarching sort of entertainment sphere if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely and i think they shouldn't do that i think they should really study the market that they're going into mm-hmm. and see what the the behaviors and what what the people know in that place so thailand obviously we know a lot about the fight scene because it's yeah. been around forever here mm-hmm. so you need to understand the type person's mind the general type person's mind towards fights yeah i think you know it also takes a lot of time to do that yeah and a lot of money and investment but are one lacking money and investment? I don't know. It doesn't appear like it to me. But also a lot of times you, I do think you have to understand that these companies have other financial pressures on mm. them. So that their long-term growth plans or maybe some of the infrastructure they have to ignore immediately in order to please investors. Um, I'm not saying True. it's a good thing, obviously. I'm just saying that's the way... That, makes a, that works, definitely makes you know? a lot of sense. Um, there is a lot of investors pumping into one championship, so I, they definitely have to make them, those happy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, in Max Muay Thai, so you're a commentator on Max Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you commentated on any other promotions or Strictly Max? Uh, strictly Max. I'm basically a solo Max guy. And how long have you been commentating? I've been there for three and a half years now. So oh, well, you've been in Thailand. Uh, I've been in Thailand for three and a half years. I basically moved out here, and then a month or so later, Rob was like, Rob Cox, the head of the team, also yeah. a super long-term uh, journalist and commentator. so long in the Muay 20, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd interviewed him uh, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and when I moved out here, he was like, Matt, do you want a job? Wow, that's so lucky. Yeah, it was very fortunate timing. I mean, also, I had done all this work, um, staying busy, writing. Um, I wrote a novel. Um, I stayed in the sport for a long time. Yes, because you're a Muay Thai journalist. Yeah. Only Muay Thai? Or you do other... um, Basically, only Muay Thai. And for... So I've written for Vice. I've written for Fightland, Rough Asia. uh, I've written for a litany of... Uh, websites. Uh, I've appeared on Milk Blitz Street Bomb, uh, My Muay Thai, which was very, very popular back in the early 2000s, which is now defunct. I've had stuff published on um, the, Mo- my, the Muay Thai Guy and okay. uh, uh, like a variety of other websites and publications as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I moved out here and he was like, you want a job? Wow. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> like, great. why not? And then yeah. um, I got hi- hired on. And then after that, Mo- uh, Max Muay Thai obviously started from one one show per week to every day. So you're obviously you're working a lot more. Yeah. So I'm actually only at two days a week um, mm-hmm. because my other job uh, as a social media manager at Fairtex takes up some of my time. Right. Um, but originally I started at one day a week. And then two, and then three, and then I went back to two. And then they also 
the company max went from one day a week, two days a week, three days a week, every day of the week. Well, yeah, because I think it went to what, two and three, and then it was still on channel channel eight, and then yeah. changed over to channel. They're on now channel. TV? Yeah, they're on twenty eight now, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Um. So they've changed around. They've also uh, started publishing on Facebook and YouTube, and they just. They're a content machine. Yeah, they're great. Like they, they've got it right. But I mean, they've invested so much. Yeah, I mean they they built the stadium. They also about two years ago the stadium burned down. Yeah, it was a bad fire. Yeah, it was a bad fire. It was about a you know six months or so into me working there. Rob calls me up and says. Your workplace is on fire. I remember. I remember oh. on social media, everyone's posting all these, yeah. all these photos and in flames. Yeah. Crazy, and they like they build it back so fast. So fast. Oh and my god. We, to be honest, I'm not sure that we even missed one show. No, because they did it in the car park. Behind, yeah, we right we after. did it in the parking lot right behind the stadium, so which good. was sort of cool. I mean, it was a little hotter. But I know. I remember taking my fighter at that yeah. time and I was like, wow, like I'm sweating like yeah. crazy it watching the fights here. It wasn't terrible, but it was, it was definitely hot. And then he rebuilt the stadium within four months or so. Yeah. So, you know, the owner Nawa is obviously very invested in the sport. Well, I, he told me he just wants to win over the other promotions. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but, it's, I mean, it's a competitive game. They've definitely done very well. Yeah, yeah. I think so. They're, but they have a broadcast on the application around different countries as well. Yes, and on Fox Sports or on some sports channel. Yeah, I'm. To be honest, I'm. I it slipped my mind where else it is published to, but mm-hmm. definitely the app. Um, YouTube is very active, and then Facebook. Um, and then, of course, it's broadcast live out here in Thailand. Yeah, I was just talking to the son of um, Pej, or uh, well, the son of uh, Nawad, sorry, called Pej, and he's the the owner of Max Muay Thai. So they, so he gave it to his son and daughter to pretty much look after mm-hmm. uh, Max Muay Thai Stadium because now Max Muay Thai have also started promoting like large events yeah. similar to Thai Fight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how often do you know? Uh, I think they're shooting for monthly every other mm. month. They recently had one in Khan Ken. Mm. Um, so we'll see where they travel around to. Is Nawat, who's the owner of Max Thai, is he associated with the government of Khan Ken? Yeah, he recently yeah. re-won the election. I believe he's the the governor of Khan oh, Ken. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he never I, lives there. Really, he lives in Palia. No, oh. no. He relocated and oh, stayed really? in. In Khan Ken. I think he comes to Patia occasionally. That's why he gave it to his yeah. son and daughter to look after. But I'm not that well versed in politics, so I don't know if it's the governor or prime minister or, you know, what it's the title is. <laughs> I don't know. The prime minister. <laughs> Khan Ken is its own country. I don't <laughs> no. know. Okay. I'm okay. American. My understanding of government and oh, geography okay. is terrible. Well, yeah, he's just, just like, government. over there. I, he over always there. told me he was Sasa in Thai. Sasa. Sasa. And it's one position in government. He was yeah. always very proud. I didn't really know what it meant. <laughs> I'm like, okay, good for you, Dima. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so as I said, I was talking to Pesh, and I want to get one of my fighters on Max Muay Thai. And they do a, a similar or a sort of contract thing where they want the fighters to only exclusively fight on Max Muay Thai. Yeah. What do you think about that? 
Um, I mean, I think it's good and bad. It's sort of, you know, obviously for Max Muay Thai, they, they want to build fighters. They want to build storylines for people and, you know. Really? I never see them promoting Well, they want line. to more like build fighters. Yeah. Um, so that means they want you as a fighter to stay with their promotion. Um, if they spend all this time building you up and then you run away, it's, you know, it's does, sour grapes for Does them. the purse increase as, like, when you're there longer? If you, if you have a contract with them, the purse is generally better. It, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, because I know, like, on the regular day, it's 3,000 baht. Yeah, and, the daily shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, it starts from 8,000 and goes to around 12. Yeah, and it increases. Then we have the bonuses. Yeah, the, bonuses and it also increases if you have a contract with them ah that's good to know yeah. okay so then i will uh, definitely try and put my fighter yeah. on there just to see how it goes as well because of the other promotions right now are pretty dry yeah i mean it's hard because you know like for instance you look at all the glory fighters that just signed mm-hmm. with glory and they have a non-exclusive contract, so they can't fight outside of glory. Right. And then one championship comes up out of nowhere, and they're offering the big bucks. Right. And now all the glory fighters are looking at one championship and being like, oh, damn, <laughs> I fucked my life up. And like, oh, But right. really what they did is they made the best choice possible at that time. No, yeah. And, and it's glory- very hard to see the future in an ever-changing landscape. And still to get signed to a big promotion is not easy. So yeah. even that, they should like still be proud of themselves and happy with that situation that they yeah, have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying glory is bad or anything. It's just these things happen where one company starts offering more money. Yes. And then the talent wants to move. Right. It's just, you know, like I said to my my trainer the other day when I, after I had the, the conversation with the Max Muay Thai, and I said to him, yeah, I want my fighters to fight on Max. And then he was like, yeah, but they can't fight anywhere else. So I was like, but do you have him lined up to fight anywhere else? Yeah. He's like, no. And do you, yeah, how's it going, finding fights? Yeah, nothing. Okay, so either nothing or Max. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, Wait, the, the thing about Max is also it's very stable. Yeah, I agree and with that. They have a stadium, which is a real focal point. Like, they have a building, which, you know, really cements it into the infrastructure of the city and in the sport. You know, It's that, a good location. It's a good Patia. location in Patia. They have a good deal with a lot of tour- Chinese. Chinese tourist groups. So they have a TV deal that... Is not going away. Yeah, because even though like the Chinese tourism has dropped in Thailand, mm-hmm. I still see that Max are still getting yeah, Chinese tourists. Still, like they're doing still well. Tons and tons of tourists coming in wow. and out, providing a base pay for the, you know, for the stadium plus the TV deal. It looks like Max is here to stay for a I long agree. time. You know, if you build a building. You know, you're, you're going to have, like, the infrastructure to put into it. Yeah, they have no liabilities because, like, they, they purchase everything for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they even have, like, gyms scattered around Chamburi province. Mm-hmm. Uh, ham- like, some something crazy, like, eight to ten gyms they have, right? Yeah, so it's more like, so they have a gym of their own, Max Muay Thai gym. They also, one of the promoters, Jing, is in charge of Kai San Suk Gym. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is basically a max feeder gym. I mean, there's basically all these smaller gyms that regularly go to max. Yeah. Uh, because it's right down the road. Right. Everything is convenient. It's reliable fights. They can build there. Um, so, like I said before, it's created its own, like, economic ecosystem. ecosystem. You know, you have people, taxi drivers that are there every week. Um, you have food stall vendors that are there all the time. Um, even the the beer girls that sell beer or the ring girls. You know, there's a big employment network yeah, it's a good based setup, around the stadium. And they're pretty professional as well. Yeah, they, you know... They have it down. Yeah. For, you know. Even when they think like a fighter is kind of like not throwing so much energy as they should be doing in the fight, I can always see like the, the staff of Max Muay Thai in the corner, like mm -hmm. telling the trainers, like, tell them to do this, tell them to do that, like pick up the pace or something. You know, they want the fights to be very entertaining because that's what they are. They're entertainment Muay Thai. Yeah, they're entertainment Muay Thai. They, uh, generally, you don't see that many mismatches, mm -hmm. um, which is... Good. And also something that has developed over time. Um, you know, they have the feeder system of having people perform on the daily show and then you get to move up to the weekends so they can judge you a bit better. Mm. Um, also, just having it go for so long, the promoters and matchmakers are able to determine skill level a lot easier. Which, it, that just takes time. Yeah, that's good. And... Uh um, Rob Cox, he only works at Max, or he still works in uh, the bigger stadiums? Uh, he's just at Max right now, and oh. then he does do some multi focus. Um, I'm so that was a side project of his. He does do some uh, freelance writing still as well. Okay. So he's still pretty active, and along with that, he runs um, helps run Keep on Tip gym oh yeah um and then his wife also both of you are back and forth from Pattaya all the time yeah he's why do you live in bangkok why don't you just live in Pattaya? uh i don't know <laughs> i mean Pattaya is is grown on me but i sort of like bangkok too i do i prefer bangkok yeah. you're yeah. a big city girl but am i though because i live on the outskirts yeah you live in the cuts girl <laughs> you're like a big city i live in the cuts girl yeah, like I'm, I'm able to go to the city when I want, yeah. but I like to be where the air is a little less polluted. Mm. <laughs> it took just for our listeners. It took me about forty minutes to get out here. There's that's not no, bad. That's a long time. That is a long, long time. Hey, so in some on some days, it takes you like forty minutes to move like one kilometer in Bangkok. <laughs> yeah, but I don't do that. You I have like, a bike. I get on motorbikes where I take public transit. If you are sitting in traffic for 40 minutes a day, like regularly, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> a lot of people do that, though. Actually. Yeah, there's the something wrong with like, a lot of people. I don't know what they're doing. I think they just prefer their own comfort of their car rather than being squashed like in, in the, on the BTS on the Sky Train yeah, but or whatever. You could, like you sit, know. you know. Okay, you get out of work at six or so. Go to the gym for an hour or two. Why if they have families, people at home waiting for them? Make sure the kids are going to the video gym call. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> video call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Um, opinion on one championship? Because like, really, one championship. One championship has not been around that long, really, yeah. and it's totally boomed and like. Now there's been so much 
drama and the hype over the, the past tournament, the kickboxing featherweight tournament. Um, so I want your opinion on that. I want your opinion on, on everything on, uh, regarding one championship. Yeah, so overall, I think one championship is doing a good thing. Um, yeah. They are promoting the sport. Uh, they're, you know, at least trying to push towards uh, being fair and like paying the athletes a lot, which I am a huge fan of. Um, they've done some things like the weight cutting. Uh, now they do hydration tests in order to try and maintain athletes' weights over long periods of time, which I think is good. So they learn their lesson from that. That's why yeah. they have to do that. And I mean, like you said, it's a new company. So I still think that they're going through a lot of growth spurts and problems, um, some of which we've seen recently. Yeah, it's been a lot of drama yeah. considering the, the tournament, the kickboxing tournament, when uh, Petsch Morocco won and then now Bolt pulled him out because mm -hmm. they announced a rematch with uh, Petrosian and Petsch Morocco. Um, yeah, Chatty just uh, posted something about the rules of kickboxing yeah. and um, of Muay Thai, saying that really, you know, it was a very big conflict. But yeah, I think it's hard because you have all these different worlds clashing together, um, and not everyone knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Not everything is clear all the time in terms of rule sets. Like I've been a long-term Muay Thai and kickboxing fan. I do not know specifically the clinch rules of one championship of one of one of kickboxing my understanding mm. of what i think um a lot of promotions have different rules yeah and that's the other thing yeah it's and confusing it's confusing and if it's confusing for me as a fan and if it's confusing for me as a fan it must be very confusing for an athlete yeah who's like i'm just trying to fight bro like yeah. what you know, and it's a shame because I think um, one championship. What their point to do was really promote each of the martial arts that they have, mm -hmm. and by promoting them, getting more fans. And when you gain these fans, what you need to do is educate them on the styles that they are watching. And if the fighters themselves don't even understand, then mm -hmm. how can the viewers? Yeah, yeah, I think, it, but it's also very, very difficult. You have. A lot of different cultures and language barriers. You know, their show is very international. So it's like, oh, we need to explain things to people in Thai. We need to explain. No, but like. And Chinese, Japanese. Uh, I'm they have people who help them. Like Peshindi have English speakers yeah. at Peshindi. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But I, but I mean, maybe it's I a, think that's I a valid think, counterpoint. I don't think it's a translation issue. I think it's just that the matter of fact, like they're not pushing the the clarity of the rules enough mm -hmm. yeah like you're fighting kickboxing rules here this is the rules mm -hmm. that's it but they're probably not doing that yeah so lesson learned yeah lesson, now it's <laughs> lesson learned you know the end the world will go on and you know hopefully you know the fighters keep fighting and and let's maintain the respect of yeah. martial arts what was supposed to be mm -hmm. You know, we're supposed to be proud that we are like a respectful kind of sport, even though, yeah, we, we fight inside the mm -hmm. ring, but outside we're supposed to be friends and like respect each other. But now, recently, a lot of the fighters have not really been showing that type mm -hmm. of sportsmanship. Well, I think it's hard because uh, tensions are elevated. Uh, one championship has done a lot of good things in terms of publicity. 
uh, especially for fighters that normally don't get that much. Yeah. So when there's that heightened sort of publicity, people sort of act incongruously with how they normally act. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not their fault. They're just unaware. It's like when any, anytime you start getting on stage, you sort of blather about a bit. Yeah. You, you fuck up, do the wrong thing. You stutter, you go, oh, (laughs) you know, it's not really your fault, but that's true. People can always like just say something they didn't mean to say or whatever. Um, It's the same thing on social media, though, Mm -hmm. that you can announce things out of emotion and then maybe regret it 10 minutes later, but it's already gone viral. So, like, maybe both posts about pulling. Petschmarker out of the out of the tournament. What do you think? Do you think it was genuine, or do you think it was an act of emotion? I mean, I, like I definitely understand Boat's uh, position. Uh, again, the the big thing about all this is it's really complicated. It's so complicated because, yeah. for instance, myself, uh, I work at at Fairtex, uh, their equipment supplier for one championship. I don't want to be bad-mouthing one championship um, because that is bad for me as an employee <laughs> for someone that's like... Everyone's you know, in connected a, in it's the world. Connected. Like, even though, yeah, me too. I mean, like, um, I'm Joe, that's what comes training at my gym and like I, I have friends in the Joe's industry. And in the tournament. I both, friends, like, everyone's connected. Yeah, one yeah. championship um, had a promotion at Roger Demnern that Pet Indy helped put on for yes. Roger Demner's birthday show. Um, that's, so it's more complicated. It also sort of heightens tension sometimes. Also, Petrosian uh, trains at Adolf. Petrosian is uh, exactly. an involved athlete. So it's Evolve very, is the, the gym mm-hmm. in Singapore that's owned by Chatri, yeah. who is the promoter of one championship. Yeah. So yeah, everyone is... Spider webbing out. Yeah, it's so you know you tug one string, and a lot of other strings get tugged along with it. Yeah, and so it's, I think it's difficult. Um, you know, I definitely I feel bad for Pet Morricot. I do. Um, you know, yeah. you he. You saw the video after he won, and yeah, he was like he crying, was crying of joy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I totally understand that too. Like, yeah. I I for sure didn't think. He would win that fight. I didn't either. And in the running for $1 million. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so it was a huge victory for him. And then afterwards, he was like, I'm going to run to the airport, <laughs> like 40 kilometers. I'm going to become a monk because, like, I'm going to show my gratitude. And he's a, you know, he's Why a Why did poor... he do the run, though? I don't know. <laughs> he said a run far as far as Gump moment. Where yeah. I just kept on running. <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, he's, like, trying to pay back. And, you know, yeah. he comes from a pretty poor background. He's anyway. um, Burmese. Yeah. Myanmar. So, like, I definitely feel a lot for him and how... But is he, is he or is it the other one that's Burmese? Uh, Dam or... Yeah, Petam. I'm not sure, One of them is. <laughs> God, no, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll include that in the show notes. <laughs> Right, right, Jade. <laughs> right, I'm sure. I will. I will uh, do my homework. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So, anyways, um, I guess 
I it's just complicated. They're also the- right now. I think that because of the controversy, they're kind of blaming the referees. Also, the re- judge yeah. and referee is that fair? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I think it's just um, it's just a mistake, and I think uh, a lot of parties are involved. Of course, they don't want to take the responsibility, but if everyone did just a little percentage each person, then we can just kind of move on. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, it's hard to be accountable for your actions. Yeah. Um, it's even more, uh, it's even harder to be accountable when there's a lot of money. And jobs. Uh, and jobs and attention at stake. Yeah. Uh, but people ultimately need to be accountable for their own actions. Um, you know, whether good or bad. Mm. People need to own what they do a bit more. Yeah, I agree. And that goes from the very top to the very bottom. I definitely agree. And I think that now, like, after all of that drama, it's actually starting to die out a little bit now. Like, everyone's calming down, the fans and the athletes. So let's just uh, figure out the next step and move forward. The, the other thing is these sort of controversies happen all the time in other sports. Yes. You know, so... The history of boxing is littered with these sort of things. Western boxing, um, also the UFC, I'm sure football. Yeah, and everything blows uh, American over so football fast. and soccer have these sort of yeah. things. You know, so like this is sports. It's entertainment. It's sports. It's the world. And as we spoke about the other day, they all have their own hooligans as well. Yeah. Because uh, there was a fight that broke out with the gamblers at Regimen Stadium. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of days ago, and yeah. there's always things happening. But yeah, I mean, in all sports, they have the hooligans, right? They always yeah. have their fans that are, get a bit too rowdy. Yeah. So I remember when the San Francisco uh, Giants won the World Series. It was like a minor riot in San Francisco. Damn. So I mean, these things just happen. It's crazy, no? Over yeah. sports, but yeah. yeah, if there's money involved, of course, yeah, yeah. And, and pride. <laughs> yeah, and pride, you know, it's the way it goes. Yeah, uh, and so another one I want to talk about is UFC Fight Pass. Now they've started doing Muay Thai program and streaming Muay Thai to the states. Mm-hmm. But like, I think they've targeted a lot of the stadium Muay Thai, which is the five rounds mm-hmm. Muay Thai, which typically starts off with round one and two very slow. Then they'll fight in round three and round four, and then round five they'll just kind of dance around because they already know who's won the fight. Yeah. So how do you think that's going to um, translate translate to the to the American audience? Yeah, I think it's very difficult because it's um, basically now I see two different types of Muay Thai in Thailand. Muay Thai is entertainment and yes. then the stadium Muay Thai. Yes. So max Muay Thai is definitely entertainment. So a super fight, um, you know, one championship, uh, other shows like that. The, they want the fighters to really collide. Yeah, which is and, great for entertainment, yeah, great it's for the audience. Yeah, and it's great for casual fans to look and understand what's going on. Person A is beating up person B. Okay, I understand that. In the stadium game, so much of it is about points and you know structure, and it's pretty complicated to understand the scoring. Yeah, because um, even though when you, you, you watch a fight, you think, oh, person B's won, but actually they... Person A will yeah. win, and the the gamblers are happy with that. But yeah. or, but if you think person B won, and then and they raise his hand, maybe the gamblers are not happy with that, and then they'll riot in the stadium. Yeah. So yeah, it's difficult to watch, really. Yeah. So I 
like I always am a proponent of, hey, more attention to the sport is a good thing. Um, do I think that it will last? I don't know. You know, we've seen in the past things come and go, promotions right. come and go. Um, well, that's the one thing about Stadium Muay Thai. It's not coming and going. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, here to yeah, stay. Yeah, for what the, yeah, it is here to stay. Um, you know, I don't think that it will grow internationally. internationally just because of format and also because there's only so many gamblers um, to sort of support the sport versus you can have a lot more casual viewers. Yeah. So I think entertainment Muay Thai is probably going to grow a lot more. That's why I think um, Muay Thais on YouTube, mm-hmm. they've done it right. Like they, they will go to the stadium Muay Thai, but yet they'll just film it and they'll, they'll cut out the highlights and put that together. And I yeah. think that's the perfect and easiest way for any audience to watch that. Yeah, um, Muay Thais is pretty good they would cut out basically the first two rounds yeah. normally which is perfect and then just include it's basically a three you know a three round fight yeah i mean i've done the um, judging and refereeing courses here in thailand and they actually don't even score yeah. round one and two <laughs> so it's kind of sucks you know unless it's like a knockdown and an eight count you know yeah i mean it's just a different scoring system and you know different scoring systems appeal to certain types of audiences. So you have to, I think that's an important thing to mm. understand. Like the scoring system of, you know, Stadium Muay Thai appeals to the gamblers. So I think it would be ideal for UFC Fight Pass to um, go to a lot of other different types of Muay Thai, mm-hmm. Muay Thai entertainment, maybe go to that route and um, film those. I think it'd be a lot more understandable and entertaining for the American audience. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it seems like they're branching out a bit. I think they're going to Lithway as well. Oh, okay. That'll be um, So that's interesting. With WLF, which WLF. is led by Gerald N.G. No? <laughs> I've read his name. I'm not sure, but Lithway is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think Stadium Muay Thai and Lithway is going completely different. Yeah. Like... Left way where they do headbutts, they don't even wear gloves, they wear just hand wraps. Like Katuak. Yeah. Yeah. But the headbutts are crazy because they go they lower them their body down and then they as soon as like they shoot up, they'll shoot up across the person's face rather than like a Westerner would just like kinda Uh collide the heads. No, he goes they go down and then shoot up. Yeah. Weird. Weird or just I I don't know. I just I've never seen it. So Oh wow, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think the American audience will definitely be uh, surprised. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, like there's been a little bit of a boom in bare knuckle boxing in the States. Oh, in the UK as well. They yeah. had that. Um, I'm not sure what is going on with that, though, because I heard, you know, rumor mill at least says that a lot of the athletes aren't getting paid. So uh, this is maybe unsubstantiated. Mm. So maybe I shouldn't say not, that. But. Not just like that, but like it's just dangerous, you know. And if you do it in the West where even like some of the states or, or wherever, some of the governments in some places are considering Muay Thai because they have elbows mm-hmm. and things like that. And then you want to put left way in there or, or um, you want to put in no gloves boxing. That's a lot more dangerous, I would yeah. say. I mean, all combat sports are pretty dangerous. You yeah. look at what happened to Sage Northcutt, you know, out. 
<laughs> like Cosmo Alexander just like shattered the, a very nice guy's I mean, face. He, he did also like land on his face in the ring as well. I'm yeah. sure that probably added towards the um, injury. Yeah, I mean, like, and in any sort of sports, you have injuries, you know. Yeah, you do. Maybe definitely. not in, in soccer, soccer, though. I mean, they like to pretend that they're like spirits sometimes and roll around on the field, Maybe. no. <laughs> but definitely, in, you know, in football, a lot of those guys get concussions all the time yeah. and keep playing and they end up, you know, being more punch drunk than exactly. the average boxer. Yeah, we were just talking about um, concussions and how like the brain has no pain receptors. Yeah. So like people are getting hit in the head over and over again and not even realizing the mm-hmm. damage until they start like slurring the words and drooling. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean anyone. I just, you know, example. Yeah. You're not talking about me, I hope. Wait, you got something yeah. on your mouth. <laughs> anyway, Matt, um, any more fights that you plan on fighting? Or, you know, like, what's your what's your plan in terms of being a fighter? Um, so, like I said, I'm sort of in a recreational phase of my fight career. Um, if I can lose some weight. I'll start fighting again at a low level. Um, I don't have huge aspirations. Now, where are you training? Uh, Fairtex. That's so, good then. Yeah, it's That's cool. Really it's it's great for me. I train five facility. six days a week, and you know I don't really need to do that much more to be ring ready. Mm. Um, are you running? Uh, I run. Oh, that's good. I run uh, five days a week, like three kilometers or three miles every time. Um, then pads and sparring and all that stuff. I don't need to do that much more to sort of get myself ring ready. I just need to lose weight, which means <laughs> I need to like quit drinking and quit eating. Yeah, sugar because you know when you fight at a higher weight than your comfort zone, and then you feel much slower, and mm-hmm. also your opponent is probably much bigger yeah. than you. Yeah, and I'm not a very tall guy, so I'll be like a roly poly. Puddle of dough against like some hey, you can get into giant. sumo, being a little bit bigger. You oh, can get yeah, into sumo, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe I gotta change my diet into pure rice and I don't know, yeah. move to Japan. <laughs> do they have sumo anywhere else but Japan? They, I, they I've, never, do. I've huh? never seen it out here in Thailand. No, I've never seen it here, here either. So, but I mean, if Thai people are getting bigger. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got introduction of um, was it Taco Bell just opened here, oh, yeah. right? Um, Krispy Kreme opened not too long um, ago. So all you American franchises coming to Thailand, making <laughs> our people big. <laughs> Terrible. 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 But the, no, but seriously, the rate of diabetes in Thailand is pretty high. Yeah, there's so much sugar in everything. Everything. In everything. My friend John, he's like, he he has two kids, and he's always super paranoid because. Everyone's always trying to give the kids sugar yeah, all the time. It's so annoying. They think yeah. it's like they think it's cute to have like fat babies. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's not cute having a kid with heart conditions it, and like diseases, you know? When I've gone out to Isan before, I've seen kids with black teeth. Oh no. Just from too much sugar. <sighs> I mean, maybe they think like, what's that movie, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler, when they just give him lots of sugar because they said that the teeth is going to fall out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they think it's like uh, betel nuts. Oh, so, yeah, betel nuts. Yeah. They love chewing on those. It's like a, 
It looks like a palm tree, right? And it has like these red. Yeah. Sort Have of, you ever tried it? Before? No, like a lot of these. We uh, should get us some betel nuts. Countryside ties like to chew on these red nuts, and it makes their mouth and teeth red. Right. And it used to be a awful. sign of prosperity, actually. If you re- like, well, I mean, they love like their little superstitions the, and uh, traditions. Yeah, in this a lot country. of the like courtesans and stuff used to do it all the time. I, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I, I read uh, letters to uh, Botan, I think it is, or some other big dynasty book about Thailand, and oh, really? everyone was eating it all the time. I mean, I guess. That's how a lot of these traditions start off. It's yeah. like it's just a rumor after a rumor, right? And yeah. then they start to believe it because everyone starts doing it. You know, everyone just goes. So obviously, message. we should start a rumor to try and get people to do things. Like what? I don't know. We'll think about that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll add that to the footnotes also. Yeah. No. <laughs> just so you know, here's the next craze. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything you want to mention? Uh, I don't think so. Anything exciting happening in the Muay Thai world in Thailand right now? Nothing really, no. Like it's, like I said in my previous video, it's kind of dry at the moment. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's stable. And it's slowly... I, I think it's I think stable. Max Muay Thai is stable. Yeah, Max Muay Thai is stable. Thai fight is stable. Thai fight is stable. And the stadium Muay Thai. The stadiums are stable. I think, um, you know, different regions... Isan is relatively stable. Chiang Mai is... Oh, yeah. Chiang Mai is doing good with promoting girl yeah, fights. Now, uh, the, the, the tourist is, areas are doing good yeah, because they still have good. tourists going there and paying tickets to go watch the fights. And, you know, now there's even more accessibility to Thailand from other countries. Um, so I think it's slowly growing. You're also seeing more international shows. Mm. Um, Rebellion... Um, Yokao is having stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yokao have yeah. a show coming up, but not in Thailand. No, it's in Australia. Oh, yeah. Australia Muay Thai is going, yeah, it's, coming up. Yeah. It's pretty good. Having a lot um, of good fighters going over there. Yeah, Rebellion is also yeah. in Australia. In mm. the States, you have um, the USMF, which is like the IFMA branch in the States, doing a lot of things. They have like a YDL, which is a youth. Uh, branch which has a lot of little kids fighting all the time so I think in you know three or four years America might actually be good at Muay Thai no yeah they're definitely getting better yeah Yeah, I think they have a good a lot of a good group of uh, fighters actually so I and I so overall I think it's improving but internationally but in Thailand so yeah it's just the ones that we mentioned I said that there is those uh promotions that come and go there's quite a lot of those so Mm -hmm. They need to figure this stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard game. It is a hard game, definitely. I mean, you've it's promoted all, before. Yeah, it's hard. And a lot of it is all connections as well. So, like, yeah. in the big stadiums, Rajamner and Lumpini, all the different channels, it's a it's a group. It's a mm-hmm. group. You you need to have connections with the promoter or whoever. And it's like, it's it remains that group. Same mm-hmm. thing, like you said, for Max Muay Thai, mm-hmm. mostly all those gyms are connected yeah. around um, Chambury, uh, and then there's Thai fight who had their selected Thai fights. So yeah. There's only those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's all about connections. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like that with any industry, though. Mm. You know, if you want to get in, you need to meet people. You need to hustle hard. You need to sort of understand the infrastructure and terrain of the sport. Mm. 
don't know. I think it's more, like, more so like that with the, with fight sports in Thailand. Yeah. One championship also. I mean, like we said earlier, like one uh, one championship have a have a relationship with Peshindi, Fairtex, and you know, obviously Evolve. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and I mean they they have to have connections with the other gyms as well, like Jet Jet Muang Non or PK Sanchai, where a lot of other good fighters come from, uh, which means. You know, one championship needs to be sensitive about when the other, like, say, Ratong is fighting, who's a star on one championship. He's also fighting at the stadiums, so they need to be aware of the stadium structure and scene as well. So mm-hmm. it's a lot to go. Yeah. Sangmini. Oh, yeah. Sangmini has been on a bit of a decline lately. Yeah. He's partying too much. He's at that age. I mean, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's hard for athletes when they, you know, they've been fighting their entire lives and they get big, they get a, a good payday, yeah. and then they kind of blow it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that, but it's also a grind, you know, just fighting every but five Simon to is, six weeks. He's now um, partly with Sanctium Gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think he has any fights coming up. I've not heard much. Yeah, I I remember he was knocked out by Taiwan Chai. Yeah. Do you see it? Um I Oh my god. Yeah, I saw it, I think. Teeped in the face, yeah. and then I think I had kick after that. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Taiwan Chai is good though. He's very good. And yeah. he's coming up and he has some momentum behind him. Uh we'll see how long he lasts though. Yeah. You know, he could very much fall the same way as Sangmini. I feel like now it's hard to like follow just one place, you know, like uh, because it's totally scattered now with the Muay Thai. Whereas mm-hmm. before, like Lumpini, the old yeah. Lumpini, like you could just follow that. And also Muay Sayam, mm-hmm. like they Muay Sayam is a the Muay Thai magazine of Thailand, pretty much newspaper. And they used to have a print one that was out every day, and now they don't have that anymore. They they have a weekly Online. though. Oh, it's still printed. Yeah, the weekly I think one? it's weekly. Okay, because I know the daily one don't. Yeah, the daily there. one is gone. Which is unfortunate. It is a little bit, yeah. It's it's very unfortunate. I saw um, Pete Bob, who is a, a photographer for Muay Thai, I'm yesterday at that event that was at mm-hmm. the Muay Thai industry for SME cluster. They were trying to promote the Muay Thai industry in Thailand. It was okay. There wasn't much people. Mm-hmm. I don't think they selected the day and time very well. Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's hard. It's Probably budget constraints and stuff. Um, it was it was Thai tourism authority. Oh, so 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 they could have pumped in more money. Yeah, it, it wasn't really about the money. It was more about like the the time of day and also right now the tourism industry is quite low. Yeah, it's low season, so they should have chose the higher season to mm-hmm. do it and probably not do it in the middle of the day when it's so hot. Yeah, <laughs> and also, you know, Thailand is becoming more expensive, mm-hmm. so. For Westerners, it's becoming harder well, to come out yeah, as well. And a lot of them are now going to places like Indonesia yeah. and then and around. But actually, Indonesia are having riots right now. So, Well, it keeps the cost down. <laughs> <laughs> well, some oh, cost no. at least. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, what, are you working on any of the books right now? Um, so I'm slowly working on a book about Fighting in Thailand. Um, we'll see how long it takes me, though. Hmm. And then, That's interesting. Are you yeah. going to interview different people? Uh, I've actually done a handful of interviews already. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, it would basically 
cover some of the major areas in Thailand, the the north, uh, Isan, central, and the south, interview different people, talk about purses, uh, cornering, just... I feel a lot of the infrastructure that a lot of foreign fighters don't know and don't understand. I think that's a great idea because, yeah, there is Thank a you. lot of um, blurriness there in the industry. A lot of foreigners, yeah, like you said, don't understand. They'll come over here with more expectations. And then um, when they go to fight, they get like 3,000 baht or something. They're yeah. not going to understand what is happening. Yeah, and <laughs> also, you know, they'll be, they come over and they're like, I won this fight. It was 3,000 baht, and they think they're the champion of the world. And then, and they'll, go, like, and then they'll go back home and open a gym. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, bro, you, you fought for nothing. You know. And your opponent just found out about the fight, like, yeah. this morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're making extra money for, you know, their motorbike or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think a lot of foreigners don't understand that and or don't want to understand that. Yeah, that's true too. You know, because... Muay the Thai, truth hurts. <laughs> yeah, the truth hurts. And also, you know, Thailand has a traditional tourist background. And so a lot of people are coming over as tourists. And there is a very, very large Muay Thai tourism yeah. industry. Yeah, there is. Phuket. And so, yeah, Phuket is a major spot. You know, you come over, you fight someone... For not a big purse, you win, you get a sakyan, you go home, <laughs> and you tell everyone. Sakyan meaning Thai tattoo. Yeah. Do you have one? I have white one. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll show you later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, I am Buddhist, so it means more to me than just like a holiday tattoo. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to defend it. <laughs> okay. Do you have one? No, I don't. I sort of want one, though. They are cool. It's like the Muay Thai tramp stamp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Anyway, I'm good with that. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Thank you so much for coming on the show, Matt. And um, you have your own podcast? Uh, I do. Um, I'll be launching it soon. So uh, Called? It's I'm Fighting in Thailand. Fighting in Thailand. On fighting. On in, fighting in Thailand. Yep. Is that the name of your book as well? Uh, yes, that will be the name of the book. But we'll see when the book comes out. I don't want to overhype it if I end up getting lazy. <laughs> Let's be honest, you know. <laughs> well, I hope your book goes well. I hope your diet goes well. Thank you. You sound really, really determined in both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and your fighting career. <laughs> All right, so thanks so I, much. I'd just like to be, you know... I'm into the things that I know I'm going to do. I, I'm not into publicizing things I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do. Right. So when I, I'm at like 80 kilos now, when I'm at 72 kilos, I'm going to be like, I'm on a motherfucking diet. <laughs> <laughs> when I publish a book, I'm going to be like, I published a book. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, I wrote 10 sentences. <laughs> you know, I ate a carrot today. I'm on a diet. I wrote a book. That's just me. Hey, you had a banana and an apple. Yeah, I had a banana and apple. The lovely snacks here over at the Jade Siri Sampana. Kingdom. Uh, kingdom. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.